No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zackerman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that before Israel crosses over into the Promised Land, Moses reminds them to listen to the laws they've received, diligently keep them, and teach them to their children. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. The entire book of Deuteronomy was given by Moses to the children of Israel as they were in the plain of Moab on the east side of the Jordan River across from Jericho. We continue today in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. The word that is used here for listen in the New King James Version means more than just listen. You've heard of stop, drop, and roll? Well, the Hebrew word shama means to listen, yield, and obey. The word is used 91 times in the book of Deuteronomy, which shows you its importance. It's a word you might use when you had something very important to tell your children. And if they ignored it, it could cause them great harm. For example, you might say something like, Listen carefully to me. Look both ways before you cross the street. Moses was teaching the children of Israel. And we shall see that a great part of his teaching was that they should teach their children and grandchildren the statutes and judgments of the Lord. Deuteronomy is not merely retelling the law, it is telling it in such a way as to teach it so that it would move from stone tablets or scrolls into the hearts of the people from one generation to the next. This could not become a dead legalistic code, but the law of their covenant with God by which they would live. It would be by living the law that they would possess all the land that God was giving them. Their reception of the many blessings of God was dependent upon their obedience to the covenant. Therefore, they must not add to it or take away from it. The law was given by God and was complete in its righteousness. It is true that this Mosaic covenant ultimately failed and needed to be replaced with the new covenant. But the problem wasn't with the covenant. The problem was with the weakness of people to keep it. Verse 3, Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal Peor. For the Lord your God has destroyed from among you all the men who followed Baal of Peor. But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive today, every one of you. Moses reminds them of their failure at Baal Peor, where they were seduced by the Midianite women into sexual immorality and the worship of Baal. Many yielded to the passions of the flesh and indulged the flesh rather than holding fast to their covenant with God. They were destroyed. 
However, those who held fast to the Lord, their God, survived, and they were the ones who would now receive the promised inheritance. Obedience equals blessing, and that's the theme throughout Deuteronomy. Now, when I was in my 20s, I worked as a recording engineer in a studio, and a certain engineer producer that I worked with was a Jew. We spoke about our faith, and he told me that he used to pray every night as a child. But when he was 18 years old, he thought to himself, what happens if I don't pray? And that night he didn't pray, and nothing happened. So he concluded that he didn't need to pray anymore. I listened to him, and then I said, I don't pray because I have to. I pray because I want to. I said, to me, it's a matter of devotion. I'll never forget the look in his eyes when I said those words. It was the proverbial deer in the headlights. He had nothing to say. He just stared at me. But then he soon changed the subject. Now Moses knew that the children of Israel would only survive as God's people in the promised land if they remain devoted to the Lord. Verse 5, Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. How great is the emphasis that Moses placed on obeying the law. It would do them no good just to simply know it if they didn't obey it. The Apostle James echoes this in the New Testament when he said, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. We who are familiar with the word are vulnerable to self-deception. We think that because we study and know the word that we are righteous. But it is the doers of the word and not merely the hearers who will be justified before God. Now Moses told them to be careful to obey these statutes and judgments. For this would be their wisdom and understanding among the other nations. And those nations would say, surely this Great nation is a wise and understanding people. J. Vernon McGee makes a great point when he says, and I quote, Israel was to be a witness to the world in the opposite way from the way the church is to witness to the world. We are told, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Every believer in Christ should have some part in getting the word of God out to the ends of the earth. No, very frankly, the nation Israel was never asked to go as missionaries. They were to invite, come, let us go up to the house of the Lord, unquote. You see, the other nations were polytheistic. They worshipped gods of gold, silver, wood, and stone. Their gods were impulsive and capricious. But the God of the Hebrews was holy and transcendent. And he gave his people laws and statutes that were altogether different from the rest of the world. 
It would be as Israel believed and adhered to these things that the nations of the world would be attracted to their place of worship, to the God that they worshipped, and to the statutes that their law declared. Verse 7, For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? For whatever reason we may call upon him. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law which I set before you this day? It's true that their gods never did anything. These gods of wood and stone, they didn't respond to them. They didn't move. They just sat there. And yet the God of Israel went before them as the cloudy pillar by day and the fiery pillar by night. He went before them and part of the Red Sea. And all of these stories would reach the people, the nations around them. There was no other God like that, a God that was with his people and that they could call upon him and he would be there for them and he would give them victory in their battles and so forth. Verse 9. Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words." that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. Another word that appears frequently in Deuteronomy is the Hebrew word shamar, and it is translated take heed in verse 9. It appears 73 times in this book. It means to keep to oneself or to guard. They were to guard the things that they had seen with their eyes and the things that they had heard with their ears. They had heard the voice of God at Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai, and they had heard him speak forth the Ten Commandments. In fact, it was so dreadful to them that after that experience, they said, Moses, we don't want to hear that voice anymore. You go talk to the Lord and tell us what to do and we will do it. But Moses said, now, here's the thing. You need to teach these things to your children and your grandchildren that they may live long on the earth and that they may also teach their children. And there was such an emphasis here that Moses placed upon the teaching of the children. I mean, Moses was teaching the children of Israel, but then he was saying, look, you need to teach your children and your grandchildren these things. You've got to share your faith with the next generation. And man, isn't that a need today in our homes? That parents pass on their faith, that parents read the Bible, that parents pray with their children, that their children can see the faith that they own. You see, it's, it's caught more than it's even taught. <laughs> but we need to teach it as well as living it out. Verse 11, Then you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire to the midst of heaven, with darkness cloud and thick darkness. And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice, 
So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. So Moses said, remember what it was that you saw. You didn't see a form. You didn't see an appearance. And of course, the nations of that day would form idols that were replicates of reptiles or other creatures or man or multi-breasted figures or so forth. These things that were images. But Moses said, look, you never saw an image of God. All you saw was the fire on the mountain and the earthquake and so forth. And you heard his voice, but you saw no likeness of anything. So don't make any carved image, you know, don't bow down to it and say, that's God, because that isn't God. And you know better. <laughs> and he ends it in verse 14 with yet another emphasis. I'm teaching you these statutes and judgments that you might observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. And I believe that really is the emphasis in Deuteronomy and especially here in this chapter that the blessings would be contingent upon their obedience. May we discover the many blessings that God has for us if we will simply listen to his word and do what he says. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see that Moses warns Israel of the dire consequences of idolatry. It's a sobering account of what happens to people who worship something other than God. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.